Welcome in, everyone, to the first ever episode of On the Prowl, presented by Cardiac Cats. I'm happy today to be joined by Griffin Fisher, a diehard fan of the Kansas State Chiefs, where we're going to talk all things Jaguars and all things Chiefs. How are you doing today, man? I'm feeling good. Another uh, dominant performance over the AFC West by the Kansas State Chiefs. Yeah, those margins of victory really adding up over there. Yeah, I like I like owning a division, just not having to worry about losing more than one game, possibly. Yeah, well, a lot of people are stressing right now with Thanksgiving, but thankfully for Chiefs fans, there's not much stress to have since your division's on lock the earliest it's been, and only God knows how long, so it's good for you guys. But yeah, uh, I'm feeling pretty good today. Um, we didn't lose last week, so that's a good start to it, but... It would have been cool to have a, a win too. We didn't tie either. I don't know what happened. I think I just blanked out on Sunday. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's nice to have the break. But I'm ready for some Jags football again. So yeah, well, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna start off our uh, first segment. We're gonna go through a recap of what's happened. So um, out of Week 11, who do you feel like was the biggest surprise out of all the NFL teams? I. Would have to the biggest surprise. I would say the Titans. Okay, yeah, explain that one. I would actually, I would actually say Titans because of the fact that the Packers had just they're they're supposed to be on this roll. They just got their first win. They actually looked decent, and the Titans were supposed to not kill them. It wasn't supposed to be twenty seven seventeen. So the Titans getting that statement win and Tannehill actually looked good and their offense was good. Their defense was good. It was just a solid win. And it's surprising because it looks like they'll have good seeding in the playoffs. Yeah, the the Titans, they definitely controlled the game for the majority of it. I, I honestly don't know how impressed I am with it, though. I think with the Titans, like... Playing against the Green Bay Packers is usually a hard game, but they've just been off this year. And I just, I don't know how great of a team it is. I think when you're looking at what they've been, yes, this looks like a hard matchup, but the Titans, they've survived a lot of really close games. And obviously my bias is going to show as a Jaguars fan, but a lot of their games, you know, they're, they're just, they're barely getting by, but they're seven and three. I think that's the most surprising thing about them because I don't know how many people would have predicted them to be seven and three after giving up AJ Brown in a trade, having Traylon Burks have all the injuries this offseason with like asthma, not being able to play. I mean, he looked good for the first time this year. So I, I get it. Um, and they've definitely they're they're overperforming based on record. It'd almost be a two-sided uh, double-edged sword because you, I, I think the Titans surprised me, but at the same time, the Packers also were just a disappointment too. Yeah. That was supposed to be the, the team that it looked like they're rejuvenated and they had hope and the Titans came in and crushed that one week after the Packers finally won again. That's why I would say I was surprised by him. The Packers looked like they might have had something going, and the Titans just instantly crushed that. It was like four days of joy, almost like the 
the Mike White era. Being a Packers in, fan in uh, New has got to be pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, well, they've had some good years, so I don't feel bad for him. And I'm also I don't a feel Jaguars bad fan, him, so I don't feel bad for yeah. him. But yeah, I think, uh, I think for myself, a team, it's not just this week. Uh, this week might have been the most impressive performance, but just the last three weeks in general too, the Detroit Lions, I thought they were dead. I thought, okay, this team's one in six. Yeah, I like Dan Campbell. I think he's a good coach, but he's not winning games. And at some point, you can't keep doing that. At some point, your locker room is going to leave you. And he's won three in a row now. They're four and six. The Vikings just lost, and it wasn't a pretty game at all. That's an understatement. I don't think Detroit's going and winning that division, of course, but things look good for them. The Packers aren't as much of a threat anymore, if at all. The Bears, uh, I'll talk about them, but uh, the the Lions are, are looking good right now. They're getting things figured out. We know they can have a great offense, and I think it more so comes down to the defense. There's pieces there. Aiden Hutchinson is looking good. Uh, Jeff Akuda is molding well. Uh, I think that there's, there's an actual future there if they can just – get past the logo and the history of the franchise, kind of like what we need in Jacksonville here. Yeah, I would 100%, I 100% agree with you on this. I think that win over the Giants, they just crushed a team who thought they were legit playoff contenders and like going to make a run this year. I mean, the Giants had brought faith back into the organization for the first time since Eli Manning was in his prime. And the Lions with no expectations uh, beat them just destroyed them so i think yeah campbell has really inspired that team again i think they're going good places yeah it'll be interesting to see if they can keep winning um all for it this week after this week though no i, I want us to beat them i want us to win but they're uh they're looking pretty good right now so well on the flip side of this who do you think was your biggest disappointment there was so many disappointments this week. Like every week. Then. But I have to go with the... Uh, <laughs> this is stupid because this is a team that won. But I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I know that the Colts are were supposed to be feisty and Jeff Saturday's got them as a, as like an actual team that's, that's playing each game hard. But this was the, the super Eagles who are going to win it all this year. And it comes down to a last-second drive by Hertz, which was really good, but it it should have never been close. They should have beaten the Colts by two or three scores, and they almost lost. They barely pulled that back, and that's disappointing. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, and you see this with a lot of really good teams this year where they're just not winning games by these massive margins. They're making games close against bad opponents. I mean, the Ravens, 3-3 three to three against Carolina until like the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, it's crazy to watch this stuff. I think with the Jeff Saturday Colts, there's a bit of magic there right now where they, they just believe that things are actually good. And the reality is that they still, you know, they have a head coach who's a great leader, but they don't have a head coach who's, going to be a great play caller, going to be great at all those things because he has virtually no experience. They just got a guy who is, he connects with the locker room. And I thought that I was actually for where the Colts were this season. They weren't going to the playoffs. From where they were, 
this was a perfect pickup for the rest of the year. That is a guy who can keep the team optimistic for the future and keep them in some close games and give them some hope for the next season. Yeah, the pickup's definitely looking good right now just to get them through this season. But at the same time, you kind of almost wish you'd lose just to get a draft pick. But I think they're so far out and the Texans I think are the Colts are too settled. proud of a franchise. Any other franchise? The Jets, the, I could see the Jets. They would have never done that, a, a move like that. But the Colts still see themselves as the team of Peyton Manning, a team that can that's supposed to be a reputable organization that wins. So I don't, I just don't think that ownership would ever let that happen. Yeah, and you could throw the Jaguars in there too if you want. Um, I think, as far as the Eagles, though, something that you can be happy about is your quarterback play. Yeah, should they have scored more points? I yes, absolutely, but. That was impressive to come down the field the way you did and win that game when you just lost the Commanders. You see these teams that they lose that first game. They just melt. I mean, what was it with the Steelers? They were like, I probably am going to get the record wrong. So just forgive me on that. They had like 11 wins and they finished it was 12 11 or 12. Four, yeah. Something yeah, like it that. Was, and, I think it was 11. I think you're right. Yeah, And they got knocked out in the playoffs. And everyone knew. By about five games in that they were frauds. Yeah, and the Eagles, they could have easily followed that path, and they came very close to it, but Jalen Hurts pulled them out of that. He's a great leader. He's a great player. And quite frankly, I think they have a really good future there. So it sucks. You're still uh, worried that this team is going to flop, just like all the others before them. But you've got a really good quarterback who's going to do what he can to prevent that. While I can draw connections to their uh, alleged Mickey Mouse schedule compared to the Steelers, who also had a Mickey Mouse schedule, they both had easy, easy schedules. But the difference is is that the Steelers were just hype. They didn't have any actual huge players or making these big moves or people leading the team. The, the Steelers had just gotten lucky and barely beat bad teams the eagles you can feel it they're different their organization feels like they're going to the playoffs they feel like a team that believes in themselves so while they have an easy schedule and, and while they barely beat the colts and i am 100 percent disappointed in them they will still make the playoffs and they'll be in a much better position than the steelers were in yeah they, they're definitely gonna end it better i do believe that and i could be wrong but I think they're a better team. The roster construction is fantastic there. And they even have what right now it's like top five pick in the draft. It might have changed after this week, but that Saints trade looks crazy right now. Um, for me, though, their future is great. Yeah. Uh, on my side of it, you know, the, the easy one to go with is the Vikings. We're, we'll talk about that for a moment. But one of the biggest disappointments to me is the Bears. And, and I, it's very similar to what we were worrying about with Lawrence earlier this year, and some people still fairly worry about, is you want to see your quarterback come from behind and win. You want to see him step up and be clutch, because if he can't do that, don't talk about winning a Super Bowl. You can't go all the way and win when your players melt in the big moments. And Fields, he's gotten an insane amount of hype the last month or so, because he can run the ball well, but as a passer, he's still struggling. 
he's not winning games. I I think with Fields, like you're really happy with all of the extra things. But passing, the main point of the game, I'm not thrilled with. When you don't have a game at 300 yards, when your best games are a few at 200, that's not good. That's not a good quarterback. And that would be my biggest concern for the Bears. And of course you have him, you know, with the injury at the end of the game. But you've just got to worry that he's not going to be able to pull you out of the pits of despair playing football like that. And they've got to do more work. They've got to get receivers. They've got to get probably another running back. Sorry, David Montgomery. But there's work to be done. That's an elite running back. I would have to mostly disagree with you on this. And I see where you're coming from. And I think it's a little bit of Fields was a competitor in the class of Trevor Lawrence. But you have to look at it as a Bears fan. This is a franchise who doesn't know what a good quarterback so is. To them, Justin Fields is already the greatest quarterback they've ever had. To to the Bears, they don't he looks optimistic. He is improving still. And the Bears have actually showed signs of like getting him help. For the first time, it looks like they're actually maybe going to invest in an offense. And I think if they can get him a better line and they get him better receivers, so a tight end to throw to. That's not what is Cole Komet. Yeah, Cole is that Komet. the Bears? That's their best. Guy. Yeah, yeah. If, if they can get him an actual target, I think he will throw better. But for now, seeing him develop that run game is already a big improvement. And I think this next season they'll actually help him, and he'll become. He won't be Trevor Lawrence, but he can become a quarterback that the Bears need. A quarterback that they have been waiting for. Not the savior, not the Super Bowl champion, but someone who they can build around and maybe in two or three years actually go to the playoffs. I would I would say there's an immense amount of potential there. There's so much they can do. They have so much money this next offseason. It's like a hundred million plus in cap space. I don't know if I've ever heard of that before. I think it's happened maybe once or twice. But they are the Bears. They'll spend most of that on defense. Yeah, and (laughs) that's where the issue is. I don't know if I trust them to do it right. I like Fields, and I hope they do do it right. But I I, I do agree with you on that, is that they have to prove that they're going to do it right first. Until then, we just might as well assume that they'll get him a third-round wide receiver, and then every other pick will be defensive players. Yeah, It's just they have to get out of that stigma that they're a defensive organization. They have to try to move forward in time and actually compete. They need a Quinn Johnston. That's what they need. They need a receiver in the draft. You know what? They, they need a McCole Hardman. That's what they need. I'll get, if they offered the Chiefs a second, I think the Chiefs should take that. Sounds Is great. Is Matt Nagy wearing off on you? <laughs> I like Matt Nagy. He's great when he's not the coach of the team. All right. Fair point. Well, um, we could talk about the Vikings, but that's kind of being a dead horse, to be honest. And it's sad for me. I, I want to see him win. But there's Most no people way. want to see the Vikings win, but they're just cursed. They... And, and this was <laughs> coming. I, I felt like this was going to happen this week. because They do it every year. Every win. year they get hype. 
and everyone gets excited. It's like, maybe the Vikings will do it this year. And everyone loves... Everyone saw Kirk Cousins on that play. It's like, yeah, they're doing it. This is the year. And then they instantly got blown out by the yeah. Cowboys. You want to remind me what <laughs> happened after the Minneapolis miracle? <laughs> they got crushed by Nick Foles. Yes. Like, just no hopeless. Yeah. Right like, everyone knew they weren't going to win. It was just awful. I thought they might. I mean, they had a 7 to nothing lead to start the game. The problem is they just didn't score any more points, and they gave up like they 30. They just collapsed. It was sad. They, they have to be cursed. There has to be some like magical football powers at work stopping them from succeeding. Their entire history. Curses are real. I just don't want to believe in them, because I think we're at the point where Jacksonville might be cursed, but I don't want to admit that. Well, um, I don't know if you had enough opportunities to be cursed yet. It's 25 years. It's <laughs> no getting offense. up there, but yeah, it's still short. And we're crossing our fingers. Well, speaking of Jacksonville, we're going to move on to all things Duval. And I've yep. got two things I want to talk about today. Um, the pass rush, no results. And you got to see it in person with me at oh, Arrowhead. Yeah. What? Made Wiley look like a ago. pro league player or a pro bowl. That was hard to watch. I. <laughs> Just to see someone that like is supposed to be awful completely dominate your first overall pick is not good. Your whole defensive line was dominated by. I mean, the the thing was is that your best two players are coming off the edge, and that's that was the Chiefs' weak points was the two tackles. And instead of what I thought would happen, it would be Mahomes running for his life the whole game. It was Mahomes just casually standing there. Yeah. And just throwing whoever he wanted because apparently Orlando Brown and Wiley are the greatest tackles in the world when they play the Jaguars. Or your defensive line is inconsistent. Yeah, and what's frustrating too is that the pressures are there a lot of the time. Maybe not as much in the Chiefs game, but they're getting close no, to the quarterback, You're right. but there's always someone open. They've always got somewhere to throw it. I mean, we even saw this with, like, Matt Ryan in week six, where he's just, like, pulls every ounce of energy he has left to go win that game. Yeah. Because that line when he's about to get sacked times. by Trayvon Walker, for some reason decided to trash talk him before the game, call him a sitting duck, he has somewhere to throw it. Because Shaquille Griffin is eating rocks or whatever. I, who knows? You know, he's probably doing that on the IR, unfortunately. But I like the guy, but just bad year um i think it's two things i think one is that there's almost always a guy open whether it's um someone being covered by the second level of the defense or someone being covered by the left cornerback which is you know either shaquille griffin monteric brown um trey herndon guys you just can't trust in a starting role right now unfortunately or i think the issue is also just that there's a lack of confidence there. You go so long without getting sacks. You get so you go so long without the results. You start to give up. I mean, you see these teams spiral, and I think that's happening to our pass rush right now. They just they've got great players, they've got really great depth, but they're just not getting home. And it's like, why do we try? It is. I watched that Chiefs game, and. I instantly knew something was wrong because I hadn't. I'll admit I had not been looking at your defensive line. I'd been looking at the Jaguars defensive line that in depth this season. So I came into that with the expectations of someone who probably doesn't watch the Jaguars. Draft. I'm like, okay, these are two really good players. They should be getting lots of pressures on Mahomes, And they would 
start to break through and then just stop. It was like they lost motivation or they just didn't think that they were going to have a big enough impact and just didn't try. It was embarrassing uh, just to watch. Yeah, this no knowing results. that Wiley and, and Orlando, Orlando Brown, who struggles against people who get off the line quick and try to run around him, that's his weakness is edges like that that can run around him and use their speed because he's kind of slow. And instead, all of a sudden, Orlando Brown either sped up or Josh Allen wasn't giving it his all. And for the Jaguars' sake, I'm, I'm hoping that it was just Orlando Brown was trying really hard. Yeah, he's got to earn that massive contract he wants next offseason. No. Yeah. You're better off. <laughs> I, I love that he did good that game, and he could take the ring for when the Super Bowl, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year. He can have the ring, and then he can go live happily on a different team. All right, no comment. the The other thing I want to talk about is, you know, this kind of goes along with it. What's the biggest hole on the roster right now? And let's. Let's consider as if like Calvin Ridley is an active player in the NFL, because I think it's easy to say, oh, it's receiver because he's not out there right now. And I think that changes when he's in. But even if you say receiver still, that's fine. But let's consider him as if he's active. What do you think it is? For the Jaguars, I just say what your biggest role on the roster. Are we talking about in terms of importance to the team or it's having the most impact on the team right now? Just in general, for this team to be better, if one position was fixed on the team, what position would have the most impact? It would. It has to be receivers. I saw that they were. The amount of separation that they had was non existent in the Chiefs game. And that is. You can't have that happen against a Chiefs defense who is made up of entirely rookies. This is just people who hadn't played in the NFL till this year just dragged straight into a starting role. And the Jaguars receivers got no separation. Kirk had a good game, but it can't just be him. It can't. You have to have someone else get open at one point in the game. And that just didn't happen. And you know when this all started with the receivers struggling? It was when we got rid of Keenan McArdle. And where did he go? Minnesota. And what's Minnesota really good at right now? Their wide receiver core. That's a very I feel like that frust- happens a lot to the Jaguars. Yeah, that's a very frustrating thing for Jaguars fans. A lot of people were angry when that happened, and they had a lot of reason to be angry about it. I think some of this is coaching, because you see these players on other teams, they're able to separate, they're able to do stuff, but then they come here and they can't. And we do need that like 1A guy. I think Christian Kirk is either a 1B or a really good 2. And probably a really good 2 if I'm being more fair. Um, But yeah, receiver is definitely an issue. I think it gets a lot better with Calvin Ridley, and it can be great with Calvin Ridley. But I wouldn't be mad if we still went out and picked up a receiver in the draft. Only issue is Balky does not have a good track record at getting receivers. He struggled with it. And... Doug Peterson, you know who he picked right before uh, Justin Jefferson? Jalen Rager. So it's kind of... Oh, that's a... Yeah, what do you do? (laughs) It's kind of scary. Oh, is that true? It is true. And, of course, Jalen's great in Minnesota right now. (laughs) But it's it's the truth. So I don't know how you really approach it. Um, I think, like, we've got to keep Agnew here. We've got to 
like Tim Jones is a really good depth guy if we can actually get him involved. I don't know about Kendrick Pryor. Haven't seen him once this season. You have to get either a different wide receiver coach or a different offensive coordinator who can scheme the wide receivers open, or you need to either have Doug Pearson magically become the best wide receiver drafting coach, or you have to pick up another person like McCole Hardman. That'd be a great pickup. I legitimately think that would be a huge pickup for the Jaguars with Calvin Ridley, with Kirk. I don't think he'll take that much. I think, especially he's got hurt this season. I don't think you'll have to pay him that much to have him come. Is it like eight million you paid him or something, or was it less? Because I mean, if we're paying him, we're paying him like every. We're not paying him next season. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, would I rather have McCole Hardman come in or keep Evan Ingram? That's really what the question comes down to. And or Dewan Smoot. Sounds very much like uh, you should have McCall Hardman having that speed threat that's for jet sweeps. No, I McCall Hardman with Doug Pearson's play calling, he could become a huge target for. I actually think that's a way that team improves drastically. Is you get McCall Hardman for a good deal. Okay. Well, if we get McCall Hardman, I will change my stance and I will be a hundred percent on your side. Because <laughs> I am prone to that like every other fan. I think the biggest issue right now is the cornerback spot. I think it's that left cornerback because you see it getting abused so often. And we know that two of the games this year have been lost because of that position. You look at week one where Shaquille Griffin's out there getting paid boatloads of money. I mean, he's making over $10 million a year. And Terry McLaurin's talking on the sideline to the players saying, hey, this guy is playing weak. He's playing soft on us. We can go expose that and win this game. You know what happened? He scored a touchdown on him. He blasted by him and got a touchdown. Look at the Colts game. What happens at the end of that game when Lawrence takes the lead, puts the team in front, Well, Shaquille Griffin, blown coverage, touchdown, Colts. And they take the lead. And I think he did it twice. I mean, that was such an awful game. You couldn't even consider him an NFL player. Not a starter in the NFL, but not an NFL player. And I think that's just the biggest thing that we need. And I don't know which player it's going to be, but I get the feeling we're going to go after a cornerback in the draft, whether first or second round. I think we need it. And if Balky can do as good as he did on Tyson Campbell, I think that position can very quickly turn around because that position, much like the second or sorry, the safety position, is one really great player there, and another one you probably want to move on from and fix. And they've shown they can draft those guys. So that's where I feel. And I think it improves the pass rush too, because there's less options to throw to. You're not going to be able to get rid of it every time. That sounds like a pretty safe bet for the first round. Yeah, and I would they, agree. That. Just as long as it's not CJ Henderson, I'll be happy. Okay, my turn. It's your turn. Okay, now I'll do a Tomahawk talk where I get to talk about the best team in the NFL. Not for a while. Which is most weeks or, or every week for the last few weeks, the Chiefs. And I would like to talk about the injuries that they suffered this last game, which were. Lots of injuries, including some of the injuries from before the game, too. But Juju coming off of a blatantly illegal hit that was not called. No. Yes. But 
His concussion, he should be back ready to play. I don't know how much, I don't know when he starts practice, but I'm assuming he'll be pretty ready to go. As long as he's not That's seeing gonna be Cisco huge. all over the field, you know. It's like scared of him now. I don't think, not really. I'm well, we'll be going to the playoffs. I don't know if he'll be seeing Cisco again. You might not see Cisco in the next five years of the playoffs, <laughs> but I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> in three years, when the Jaguars play us in the championship, that's when we'll see him again. Two, maybe? But, uh, no, no not two. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll give you three. I mean, in a world where everything perfectly happens, the Jaguars do every perfect move, maybe two. But that's, everything works out. But, back to injuries for the Chiefs. Juju coming back is going to be huge, but... Hardman's still gone. That's a speed threat that's that's missing. That's a big target for Mahomes. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, Clyde being out is terrible, and I'm sad for it. But giving McKinnon and Pacheco more op- opportunities with the ball and possibly bringing Ronald Jones up from the practice squad, I just think that is a better recipe for winning. And it sucks that an injury makes me feel more optimistic about the team, but I think we've just not use Clyde the way that we should have. At this point, we need we see what happened with Pacheco. He has had a great game. It looks good. We need to move on. Yeah, and I think the team's already kind of moved on. In all honesty, because he got the nod over. I him think when yeah, he was he's got the nod a couple weeks in a row. Yeah, it, it, it was it was time, and I'm gonna miss Clyde. I think he probably will be. He'll either be sitting under Pacheco next year, or he'll be gone. Yeah, I've got a question for you. With Kadarius Tony, the next Tyree Kill, of course, um, are we worried about injury concerns from the Giants? Because this is a guy who's been out a lot, and he's already injured. Yeah, that was one of the other injuries, and he already got hurt. <sighs> I don't know. This is the same injury he had, hamstring. So, so far, all I've seen is hamstring. I know, I thought he, he had a different injury last year, but with a hamstring injury, it lasts for a while. If he gets healthy, I don't know. I can't, I, I've, I can't an- answer that. There's yeah. not enough sample Time size. I, of course, yeah. am worried. I am worried, personally. But the Chiefs are a pretty good team at conditioning. I think we can get him to where he's at least, even if he is injury prone, we had Sammy Watkins playing for at least half the year. That's amazing. So That's if true. we can have Kadarius Tony, you know, at Tyree Kill level half the season, I'll take that. That's what's still worth it. Especially for the pay he's going to be on, which is nothing. Dimes. And I do want you to know you just said Kadarius Tony on a Tyree Kill level officially. And that's been recorded. So I can now know that. (laughs) I I get worried that Tony is going to be a guy that has a ton of potential but never realizes it because of injuries. And because he just doesn't break out fully. I think he's a player who can be great. It's possible. And we saw him make great catches in the game we went to. But uh, I, I just get worried about the injuries for him. I can't disagree with you on that because so far we've had two full games and the sample size is 50-50 on if he's hurt or not. So Yeah, you do have to have the big game, of course, too. Because, I mean, even with how good the game looked that we went is, to. I think he might be like that a lot. Sammy Watkins, when he was healthy, was a really good receiver for the Chiefs. Without him, the Chiefs might not win a Super Bowl. They probably don't. Yeah. So if Kadarius Tony is just a really cheap Sammy Watkins for four years and that's the worst case scenario, I am a hundred percent fine with that. 
You've the, lost nothing in it. Really. You lose nothing. It's just a win-win. But the the final part in the injuries is our the the defensive backs Thornhill and Watson. They're, they're just they got beat up this game, and I hope they're healthy because. Oh wait, Cooper Cups. Yeah, Cooper Cups not even playing. Never mind. We don't even need them. Oh okay. <laughs> I mean, it is. I hope they come back healthy. But honestly, against a Rams team with no passing attack at all, the the rookies will probably be fine, at least fine enough to win. You don't have much to worry about with the Rams, but we'll we'll get to that all, of course. On the uh my other point I'd like to talk about is uh that the Chiefs, there's lots of people that have been saying that their win against the Chargers wasn't good. This was a it's like, oh, they barely beat the Chargers. The Chargers for as long as I have watched the Chiefs, and you can go back and look at every single game, these teams don't blow each other out. They play to one-score games almost every single game. For just Especially with Herbert. Every single game with Herbert has been close. This is just what the Chargers do. That's the division rival. Both these teams hate each other, and they both want to win so much that every game is close. So I don't think that the Chiefs barely winning against the Chargers was a bad thing. I think, if anything, considering that we're missing Hardman and Juju, and our offense was still dominant enough to lead the game-winning drive down there and win with Mahomes and Kelsey, I think as long as Mahomes and Kelsey are on that field, the, the Chiefs are fine. And I'm not worried about how that game ended. You may not be worried about the Chargers game. And you've got a good point with the games being really close there. I would only be worried because the sample size is a lot larger. You have so many games where they're just playing down to teams and you wonder if they're going to go to the playoffs and face someone like the Miami Dolphins or if they even make it at this point, the Buffalo Bills. I, I mean that sarcastically, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's not impossible. It's I could see that. And I could but also Bills, see it not hurting you guys. I could it, see if, everything if Josh going Allen right. Allen's it up a couple more times. He's probably going to lose to you a third time in the playoffs, the way things are looking. I mean, he's just, oh, that would, it's going to be a culture up there to go into Arrowhead. and. I don't hate the year. Bills, but that would put a smile on my face. Yeah, it, I'm sure it would. I get worried about that for the Chiefs. It could work out. They could go all the way just being clutching games. It could be like their Super Bowl run where every game they get behind and then they just charge back and win. But there are teams who have overcome that. There are teams who have beaten that stigma that the Chiefs will just win every close game. There's clutches the can be. Yeah, the Bengals would be the one example. <laughs> the Bucks game just was different. I mean, it was the first time he ever that lost was just more a, than possession. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. there was there was nothing the Chiefs could have done to win that game. I mean to win it. There's just nothing. Yeah. So I think it's really 50-50 whether it matters. I could see it being a Super Bowl and I could see it being someone upsetting. But I agree at that point. I the Chiefs, I don't like them playing behind in every game. But at the same time, as long as Mahomes has at least thirteen seconds on the clock and he gets the ball back with the opportunity to go down the field and win, I will always feel optimistic and think that's gonna be game Chiefs. Yeah. When you have Travis Kelsey too. And teams when you have refuse just Mahomes. to cover him. Only him. Oh, okay. I don't know if I agree with that. No, I love Travis Kelsey. That's MVP. Yeah. If this was not a quarterback MVP league, he is MVP right now. Yeah. I was telling someone the other day, like, if I 
was a coach and I played the Chiefs, I would put my best cornerback on Travis Kelsey because he's your best receiver. Like, that's the guy you man, have to man. neutralize. I would, I would, <laughs> Where, where's your I second would, Well, person? Tyson Campbell will be fine, <laughs> but... <laughs> you heard Mahomes. He said if if Kelsey if Kelsey's one-on-one, he's just throwing. The other you reads don't matter. Team too, for sure, but you need your best players on him. The Chargers, you might want to go have a talk with the Chargers defensive coordinator then let him know that. He's never going <laughs> to learn. But, but Derwin James owns Kelsey. Yeah, I watched Derwin, like fall and die like multiple times that, that, that clip of him just falling on the ground after kelsey <laughs> walks through the end zone and then does the the freaking uh lt the damon tomlinson uh celebration in the Chargers stadium oh yeah and that's it's embarrassing for a team that was supposed <laughs> to go win the super bowl this year as that taking one of your team's hall of famers and doing their celebration in their stadium against them is just brutal and there's nothing the Chargers could do. They didn't even, they didn't even like, get mad at him either. <laughs> it's Kelsey. He owns them. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and move on and talk about next week, which hopefully will end very well. I don't know how confident I am in it. I'm very wishy-washy on what I expect. But, yeah, we'll start with uh, Jaguars-Ravens. I think the – the biggest advantage we have, well, two, I guess. One is being at home, and the second is that we got a bye week. We get to reset and get ready for this game. The biggest concern I have is going to be this linebacker core going up against Lamar Jackson. We've kind of struggled with quarterbacks who can run the ball, and so who knows if something's going to change there. But Devin Lloyd's been struggling. He may have, like, the, the big plays but they're not extremely impressive big plays. And I say this as a guy who has Devin Lloyd as his favorite team player on the team. Um, I get worried that the linebacker core is going to struggle against him. But um, I feel good about some of our players on defense, maybe getting a pick, maybe turning the tie of this game. We have playmakers. It's just getting some of these guys who are supposed to be better to step up. Lawrence on the air side... I think uh, I think he's gonna improve. I think he's gonna impress against a really good front seven. You know, there's there's some big names there. One we're familiar with is Calais Campbell. Apparently, age does not impact him at all. He's just a great player, someone we respect. The mayor of Saxonville, still always will be. And uh, I, I think Lawrence is still gonna play a really good game against them. I think he'll get rid of it quick. I think it's probably going to have to be done through the air a lot more because Baltimore, I was just looking it up, has a really good rushing defense. I think it's third in yards allowed per game. So ETN's probably going to struggle again. They're probably going to try to crack down on him since the Chiefs won doing that. They'll take that and run with it. Um, but that's that's kind of how I see the game. What are your thoughts on it? That, that run defense then means that Lawrence – I, I don't know. I think you guys win. I It's not a blowout. It's going to be a brutal game. Yeah. But looking at how the Ravens just played compared to how the Jaguars just played, Trevor Lawrence was overall owning a Chiefs secondary. He was making incredible throws to wide, or wide receivers who weren't open. We didn't even talk about getting that. getting them open. I mean, with that compared to the Ravens, the, the Ravens, the only reason the Chiefs won is because their offense was so dynamic that the just Jags couldn't keep up. Is the Ravens' offense like that? No. 
They have Lamar Jackson. He's great. But the, that offense is not like the Chiefs. Yeah. So I think the Jaguars will outpace them in the fourth. And we'll either see a Trevor Lawrence game-winning drive or we'll see the Ravens just too far, maybe two scores down in the fourth and they can't come back. I actually think this will be like a 30-20 Jaguars win. I feel confident about too. I just I worry about our defense though as well because they've just struggled with just basic assignments, um, knowing where to be. And some of that's Mike Caldwell just trying to become a good defensive coordinator. But you saw that in the game against the Chiefs where you have the most separation in the history of next gen stats on the touchdown of Kadarius Tony. I mean, that's ridiculous when that happens. Everyone in the stadium could see that player open. There's not a single person on that side of the field to cover him. And so you hope that those issues are gone. But in that game, I mean, you see, like, Lawrence has to make these really hard throws, and he's making them. He had, like, 29 of 40 for his completions. He looked like a great quarterback. Every single one of those completions was earned. Those were all downs. He made it every time with a stadium that was begging for him to fail. Yeah, that stadium was was electric. I thought they'd be quiet, but after Cisco killed Juju – uh, they were out for blood and, and Lawrence credit to him. Most young quarterbacks really struggle in that environment. And he played great the whole time. That's something that as someone has gone to, I think eight chiefs games. Now that was the most impressive young quarterback performance I've seen. I mean, I just, we both just watched the week before Malik Willis and you saw what that noise did to him. That man was running for his life. There's multiple delay of game penalties or at least one. And he just couldn't do anything. Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, it, it looked like he wasn't unfazed, but it was, I mean, it might as well have just been any other stadium. It looked like Arrowhead's advantage there was gone. And that's huge yeah. for a young quarterback like that to play like that in that environment. I thought they might throw in the towel after the hits that Cisco had. I thought, honestly, that changed the momentum to where the Chiefs had everything to fight for and Jacksonville was just going to go walk off the field. And you saw Lawrence still play the best game he could. Unfortunately, that was 17 points, but there were opportunities to get a lot more points. There were missed field goals. There were plays that were just straight up confusing on what even happened, like the the touchback call. Like we don't we still don't even know what was up with that. And I'm sure there's some explanation there has to be, but Lawrence played a really good game and so I think he's going to step up against a really good defense that's just improved with the addition of Roquan Smith. I think he's going to play a really good game. And I think that the Jaguars could win or lose this, but I'm going to call the win. I'm going to say they get things back on track. I think they're going to figure it out. But I think when you go into Tennessee, that's when the tide's going to kind of fall back on you. I think I I agree Jaguars win. And it's, it's one of two ways. Either the Jaguars just outscore the Ravens in just a solid win, or the Ravens might take an early lead. And they just raven it up. They they choke and the Jaguars win because the Ravens have choked all season long. And I don't think that culture is gone from them this year yet. Yeah. So even if the Jaguars are down, I, I, they're not going to be out until the, the whistle. Yeah, I agree now, with that. Chiefs-Rams. For the Chiefs and Rams, yeah. I, I hate these matchups because every time it looks like, oh, easily a Chiefs win. And then something stupid happens. And they just don't, or they do win, but it's not easy. It's hard fought for. 
and it comes down to the last second. Like the Titans. I was supposed to be easy Chiefs win. And instead I'm sitting there dying watching the end of that game, having a heart attack every play. That's a weekly tradition for you guys. It's the Chiefs. It's just what they do. Which is why this is so important that they actually just win this. They they need to just straight up win this game. Multiple scores. That's that's what needs to happen. And I think they will. I have faith that this team against a Rams team that is just dead. There, there is nothing. They can't even hope for good drafts. They don't have any picks. There's, there's no hope for this team. Yeah. So the Chiefs, with all the hope in the world, should destroy them. It should be 38 to like 10. But there's a feeling inside me that, that it'll be close. I th- at least for most of the game. Maybe the Chiefs get ahead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible the Rams can win either, but the, everything points to the Chiefs winning this. Every statistic you could ever find. I can't highlight a part of the Rams team that I think is really tough and going to be a hard matchup because there isn't one. <laughs> Their whole team is just sad. Yeah, I think this is going to be a game where the Rams, they're going to go in thinking of themselves like the Super Bowl champions, acting like they're still that. I think they'll play really close early on, but I think Kansas City's just going to kill them later. I think at a point, that's going to wear off. I think you're going to see really good players, much like they have this season, be taken advantage of, not look as good. You're going to see that against this Rams team, and I think that the Chiefs are going to win a game that's going to become a runaway after probably halfway through. Maybe earlier, maybe a little later with the way the Chiefs are playing. But this is definitely a win for you guys. If Tony plays, I think we'll try to get him the ball out of this game. I think we're going to give him another trial. But if he doesn't, I think it's going to be a Pacheco game. I think it's going to be one of the rare Andy Reid run games. We had one last week. Those don't happen. 100 rushing yard Andy Reid games happen once a year. I think we might get two in a row. I I kind of see it coming. Yeah, I, I think you guys have a run game developing there, and it's really good to see and something that a lot of these other good teams just... It's optimistic. Have. You look at the Bills, yeah. They don't have a... Although, they had a good run game this last game, but most of the time, mostly they haven't had a run game. So the Chiefs developing a run game shows me... It reminds me of the last time we had a consistent run game, which was Damian Williams, the savior of Kansas City, the greatest running back that's ever showed up here for like one and a half years. And, that, and they won a Super Bowl with that. They won a Super Bowl the last time they had a consistent run game. So getting Pacheco into that role is just huge. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what Pacheco does the rest of this year. I think he's going to be one of the better running backs in the NFL, at least for a while. I don't know if he'll be like a guy who's going to stay around a long time, but I think he's going to be someone you can throw in for a while and do pretty good. Well, now that we've talked about the only thing that matters is our games. We're going to move on to the other games of this week that we don't really care about and just go through, talk about who we think is going to win, keep it short. And uh, so first game that we're going to go through, Bengals-Titans. Who you got? Titans. Yep, same here. I, I want the Titans to lose so bad, but I just feel like it's in Nashville. They just pulled off. It's at home. They're, the Titans just feel electric right now. I mean, I brought point. I mean, I talked about that earlier. They just feel like they actually are, have gotten inspired. The, most of the season, even though they had a good record, they just kind of looked blah. 
they actually look like they got something going now. Rabel looks great. Tannehill looks great. I mean, the whole team just feels like they're going to win. And the Bengals, I mean, you saw what the Titans pass first did to Mahomes. Joe Burrow is going to get murdered. He's dead. The poor dude, he might get hurt. I have a bad feeling this dude's going to get hurt in this game. It, it could be a bloodbath. Yeah, I could see that. The Bengals could win, but yeah, I'm going Titans. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm there with you too. All right. Texans at Dolphins. <laughs> uh, Dolphins. We can't treat a division rival that I feel pretty confident. They've, they own us. I, I've literally never seen the Texans lose to us since I've been a fan. The just Texans sad. don't. The Dolphins will win, yeah. But. Yeah, the Texans just don't have. I mean, the Commanders had upset energy. They, they felt like a team that could do something. The Texans don't. I'll, I'll just leave it at this. I'm sitting Damian Pierce on my bench this week in fantasy. Yeah. I'd rather have Jeff Wilson. Now that and that might tell might you who's winning bath. the game. Yeah. That that might be bad. That might be 47-10. Now, now here's a rough game. Here's another rough one. Um, Steelers at Indianapolis Colts. I have Steelers. Yeah. I thought their offense actually looked dynamic. I think Kenny Pickett's figuring it out. Their running game's getting a little better. And the Colts just seem like a lot of uh, I don't I don't know if I call it luck I don't know what word I would use but I don't think it's a real. I like Jeff Saturday and I think they'll play a hard game again, but they don't have the coaching and I yeah. think Mike Tomlin does have uh, that's the coaching. What I was gonna that's say, a man. I think it's look at his he doesn't lose. Yeah, and even with a terrible team, it started awful. He still has a winning atmosphere in there somehow. I think I think they'll win. He's got a lot of games to make up to get to 500. For that reason, I'm going to choose. He might. Uh, he might do it. Yeah, it's possible. All right. Here's a great Thanksgiving game. I'm sure this will be the one where the Lions finally win on Thanksgiving. Bills at Lions. I would love for the Lions. That would be a Thanksgiving treat. I'd love to see the Lions win as I'm eating turkey, but uh, it's going to be Bills. I don't. Yeah. I don't see it. I think it's a sloppy game. By Buffalo, I think they just. I do think don't they'll be sloppy. I agree with that. Yeah, things just go their way, but they don't really take advantage of it. Well, they still win. No one's impressed. Move on to week thirteen. Uh, yep. one between two very. I I don't care. I know the Patriots won, but very disappointing teams. I love this matchup because it's primetime Kirk, and he's going to lose to the Patriots. It's it's going to happen. It's prime time. I I know th- there's the can't just be coincidence. He sucks, and and when the lights are on him, he can't do it. And I don't hate Kirk, but the the Patriots are better coached, and they're going to a prime time game. The Patriots are going to win. I think this game to cap off a fantastic Thanksgiving is going to be a tie. <laughs> Because <laughs> that one, oh, which man. team is gonna score the points in overtime? Who's gonna do it? The Vikings in prime time. Prime time, Kirk or Mac Jones, Mac Jones being benched for Bailey Zappi? I don't know. I, I mean, the only reason they beat the Jets was because of a freak punt return, and even that they had a block on the back and would have had to kick a field goal if it was called right. So. Yeah, I mean, will it be a tie? Probably not. But I'm going to go with the tie because I can't choose either of them to win this game. So They're both massive disappointments. <laughs> well, the Patriots are now, but they, yeah, they didn't used to be for sure. The next one, Bears at Jets. Do we know at all who's starting at quarterback for either of these teams next week? 
Nope, but I'm going. Uh, they said Zach Wilson's playing. They said they're staying I with their they man. Were saying if it was they Mike White, it would have been a runaway. But yeah. or Joe Flacco, Lily, either of their backups. But yeah, I'm going Jets. I went Jets too because I think the I don't know if the Bears will have Fields. I think there's it's still undecided what the injury is, and we're recording us as of Tuesday. Yeah, um, whoever their player is against the Jets defense, this is not going to be good. Yeah, I think the Jets are just going to play a better game. They'll get a sloppy, low-scoring win. Quarterback's probably not going to matter in this much. All right, game of the week. Broncos in Carolina facing the Panthers. Let's ride. That's the Broncos. No. They've got a little bit of inspiration. They finally looked good. Carolina Panthers. I mean, they looked good for a quarter. Carolina <laughs> Panthers winning. The West Coast <laughs> traveling to the East Coast, for one. It's going to hurt them. And second, Russell Wilson sucks right now. I don't know. I saw it in the last game. I saw glimpses of him vaguely looking like Seattle Russell. And then they lost to the Raiders. And then they lost terribly to the Raiders. That was disgusting. But I think I think they'll do just enough to sneak past the Panthers. Yeah. Josh McDaniels got one last insult to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> All right. Buccaneers at Browns. I've got the Bucks in this one. Just yeah, because I've got the Bucks. They're the Bucks. They seem like they're on a roll. They got Tom Brady. They're off a bye week and they're facing Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Should be fun. <laughs> it should, should be a solid win. All right. Raiders at Seahawks. Seattle. That's Seattle, baby. Yeah. Raiders. The real let's ride. They're broken. They're still broken. Uh, The Seahawks are setting up for their big uh, division deciding game against the 49ers. Devontae Adams have 300 yards. Yeah. And and they'll still lose. Yep. Yep. No touchdowns. 30 yards, no touchdowns. Raiders get killed 30 0. All right, Chargers at Cardinals. That's Chargers. That's a rebound game. See, I only choose the Chargers in this because there's nothing to lose now. They've already lost it. So what do they have to choke? They're playing for the playoffs now. I Yeah, I think they've got to choke later for the playoffs. Like It's got to be more impressive. <laughs> so they can't do that just yet. I mean, if they lost every game until the playoffs, that might be more impressive. But probably the Chargers uh, winning that one. So... Next game, Giants at Cowboys. I have Cowboys. Same. They're just a <laughs> I'm better on the, I'm on the, the The Cowboys look solid. They'll choke when it comes down to the playoffs. But for now, this is regular season Cowboys. They're great every year. Yeah. They're winning. They're arguably the best team in the NFL right now. But it's going to change when they get to the playoffs. So I, I've got them being the Giants. I, I think they're going to get back in the hunt for the division title and what could end up being the whole conference title at the end of the day oh, yeah. uh, as far as regular season of course that i have that division probably having three people going to the playoffs yeah that's not the should. giants is the third oh okay <laughs> i mean <laughs> which, maybe which leads into the next matchup falcons at washington the washington commanders that is and the commanders are killing them it's going to be an ugly game oh uh, no it's going to be close but the commanders will win I think it's gonna be the Heineke, three touchdowns. Heineke's going to look like a franchise quarterback for now. And, and then they'll not him. use him again next season. Yeah, they'll abandon him. <laughs> Ron Rivera will be fired now, and uh, they'll just get rid of Heineke right after he earned it. Something dumb. Uh, two more games. Saints at 49ers. 49ers. Yep, I've got the 49ers as well. Saints they're just they're on too good. much of a roll. Yeah, no quarterback. Although 49ers fans, maybe that, that might be that should be one of the easiest guaranteed wins of this week. 
There shouldn't be a way the 49ers can lose. Yeah. But the NFL is crazy this year. That's true. And the final game, Packers at Eagles on Sunday. That's upset, baby. That's the Packers are beating the Eagles in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's I, my that's my that's my crazy game right there. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers finally looks like he's kind of getting a connection with his receivers. I I think it's a brutal game where both defenses actually kind of dominate, and Aaron Rodgers wins in the fourth quarter, connecting to Watson. I think the defenses will dominate too, but I think the Eagles are still going to finish it. I think it's going to be an ugly win. I don't think it's going to be anything the fans are, are bragging about at all. That's that's how I feel about that one. But I can see Green Bay winning it. It's possible for sure. Well, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, I'm good for that. We'll wrap it up with the uh, key to victory for our teams and what needs to happen for them to win this week. And I'll start with what the Chiefs need to do. And what the Chiefs need to do is run the ball. That's it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs, this, this is going to sound incredibly cocky and be awful if we lose, but I'm pretty sure if the Chiefs ran every down, they'd win. You could just be <laughs> sick next week if they lose. <laughs> just come back when they blow out the next team. I... I mean, on paper, the Chiefs should beat the Rams with Chad Henney. It, it, it shouldn't. The Chiefs' key to victory is just not making 100 mistakes. That's the real key to victory, is just don't make 100 mistakes. Don't fumble, don't throw picks, and they win. Yeah. Without those, they can't lose. Oh, God, I hate saying that. That's a bad thing to say. <laughs> Never say that. But I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Yeah, that's how we feel about every game against the Texans, and then we lose to them like 10 times in a row. It's 9 or 10 right now. I think uh, for Jacksonville, the biggest thing, fix the defense. Just play sound football. Get your guys covering well. Put in the players who are performing the best. If someone's struggling, get them out of the game. I mean, it sucks to see... Trayvon Walker come to the sideline, but you know if we want to win some games right now, and I think that's the best thing for this culture moving forward, then put in the guy who's going to succeed right now. You know when you need to. Just don't blow assignments. Don't have receivers breaking the record for the most separation in the modern era or whatever it is. Just most embarrassing, most embarrassing play I've ever seen in Arrowhead. It was bad. Yeah, just don't do that. And you've got you've got the playmakers on defense. You've got Campbell and Cisco. Big play from them, maybe. Just own the game. Don't let it get out of control. Don't do anything to blow it. You know, I think this is one that we can. Well, so the Ravens are going to be watching their receivers. Cisco try to kill them and take them out of the game. Now they are down Bateman, so that that will help. We we have one less guy to um, to bounty gate. You know, is Andrews healthy? I think he is. I think he's good now, but he might get injured in the game. Well, Cisco's going to yeah, kill him. Uh, well, they won't put Cisco on tight end, most likely. He's a safety. So, Although we saw Derwin James do that, but I don't think that was a good example of a safety on tight end. Derwin James owns Travis Kelsey, though. Yeah, I mean, you got a point there. He really does. I definitely saw that last night. Or Sunday night. Remember that one time he slammed him into the ground? Yeah, that one time. Well... I think that's all I've got to say on the Jaguars. I think that's all we've got. We've gone for just over an hour, so it's definitely time to wrap up. We appreciate you all joining us for the pilot of On the Prowl, presented by Cardiac Cats. We'll see you all next week, where hopefully we'll be talking about some Ws.